Hello world, it's Angelica Pasquini. You're listening to Go On. It's Friday, June 24th, and I recorded this episode last night. Today was a weird, horrible day. You know, Road versus Wade was overturned by a Supreme Court, and um, the desire to oppress women. Tale as old as time, honey, has um, the desire to oppress women is prevalent yet again. So I wasn't going to share this episode because, I don't know, I just kind of like talk about stuff and then I answer a question that I think is really great question. And um, I don't know, I just kind of like was, I was like, is today the right day to release? I don't know. And I was also honestly a little late doing it. And then I said to myself, why don't you imperfectly just show up? That's kind of like my vibe right now. So um, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing right now, actually, is imperfectly showing up. I'm going to go to this protest in um, Washington Square Park in an hour. It's a hot day. It's been... I've been taking breaks from Instagram, which is really good for my mind, but it's just crazy seeing everything and... I just feel really sad because, you know, it's like, it's just so, I mean, what we all know is that that abortion doesn't stop with this decision. It just makes it more dangerous. And um, I think it's like we've taken so many steps back for women's equality today. You know, pro-life excludes women that can die while giving birth. And it's not mentioned when we speak about gun laws or health care. And, you know, women have been shown our entire lives that we aren't as capable or worthy or qualified as men or valid as men. And that no matter what happens to us, even even in instances where, you know, it takes to like pregnancy, that it's our fault, our problem, and it's something we have to take care of and deal with. And I think that it's always awkward to talk about these things because, as I said, imperfectly, that's how I'm doing it. And I am sure there's things I'm getting wrong or saying wrong, but I'm not going to let that stand in my way of the fact that what I know in my heart is that so many people are going to die because of this and the irony is palpable you know I also think that abortion is health care and women have to be treated with dignity and the government needs to stay out of our personal decision making as they did with the vaccine if the vaccine isn't mandatory, how can how can the same... Well, I'm not even going to divide things into groups, but, like, how can it be fair for one thing and not the other? And I understand that people think this is about life, but what about the life of the woman? Um, and then especially with everything going on with gun laws, clearly life and the, the reverence for life itself is, is clearly not what is actually being upheld here. It's the oppression of women.
So I'm going to share my episode and, you know, I, I recorded it at night last night and it's, it's uh, I'm kind of tired in it and I'm kind of sad today. And so I'm going to just share that, you know, so if, if that's what you're interested in hearing, then here it is. So I'm just going to uh, start the episode as if it's a, if it's a brand new one. And, um, I'm sending love to everyone today and, uh, autonomy, independence, self-dignity, self-respect, you know, the dignity of, of choice is, is what we should all be giving to each other and ourselves. You always have options. When people try to take away your options, it's because you're powerful. When people try to, you know, since the beginning of time, like you, you have to just sit back and really think about the fact that women are always from every corner of this planet since the beginning of time. Women have been degraded, abused, and oppressed. You have to really sit back and think about why and where that's coming from. And when we uphold decisions that hold women back, we just think about what, what the ripple effect is of that. And also what the message is that women can't make their own decisions and that men know better. One of those men being Brett Kavanaugh. <sighs> really, really gets the gears grinding, girl. Anyway, so now I will go. I'm meeting my friend Heather. Shout out. I know she listens. Love you. We share the same birthday. Went to high school together. Heather's so funny. She's like a naturally very funny person. And um, she has a really cute dog. Tomorrow we're going to the beach. We're going to Rockaway in the morning. I take the ferry in the morning, early, early morning, because the ferry to Rockaway is psycho. And um, there's one in Stuyventown. You know, that's a word I can't say clearly, right? Stuyvesant Town, Stuyvetown, Stuytown, however you want to say it, babe. It's still the same place. So there's a ferry stop there and it takes you to Wall Street. That's where I'll meet her. And then we're going to Rockaway. And then my other best friend from high school, Emily, lives year round in Rockaway. How iconic is that? So we always have a place to chill when we're there. And it's just the best. I encourage you to try to, you know, Donate, make a difference, do whatever you can today to, to really like, you know, use your energy to um, devote it, you know, to the direction that that you believe in. And then try to relax, try to try to try to honor yourself, respect yourself and love yourself and those around you, you know. I don't want to tell people what to do, but I'm just saying that that's, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right. Ciao. Look, it's impossible for me to talk to a psychiatrist. Go on. Hi, world. It's me, 1124 p.m. Thursday, June 23rd. Hot night. Windows open. Icy is off. Rain has been coming and going. So it's kind of like been a little humid but then the breeze brings in like the rain smell which I appreciate um since the last episode a lot has happened happy to say I'm going to Paris I'm incredibly excited I've never been to Europe before this is a new experience for me 
I'm going to be writing about it. That'll be fun. I'm going to be with three of my best friends. Um, I'm just, I'm really, really excited. So that's what I'm focused on. You know, having something to look forward to is incredible, isn't it? I guess that's something a lot of people figured out before me with the traveling stuff. I just couldn't afford it. You know, I'm from a big family, so it just wasn't in the cards for us to all travel. And then um, now, you know, as I talked about in my last episode, like I'm I'm free from, you know, student loan debt. So now I'm in a new situation. So I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's go. A hundred percent. So I'll be in Paris. I got a lot of really cute looks, um, just like a silk shirt, some white like pants, a black sandal that's leather, um, a really good blazer. I'm just going to kind of wear the same things, like switching it around. Um, this cool like vest. Oh my God, I'm just so excited. I'm so, so excited. I wanted to extend my trip to Rome because really Italy is really where I want to go more than anything in the world. But the prices right now to fly are just so crazy. Like to go back, to change my, so I have a round trip to Paris, but to change my, um, I wanted to take the train actually into Rome from Paris because it's like really beautiful ride. But turns out that flying from Italy back in is literally more expensive one way than my round trip was to Paris. So I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm just going to focus on the fact that this amazing thing is going to happen. And I just feel a lot of gratitude. And yeah, gratitude is like is really like medicine, isn't it? It just changes everything. It really does. Just being grateful, having anything to look forward to at all is so important. Booking stuff, you know. I like invitations, I'll be honest. I don't really like plan a lot of things and invite people. I've never been really like that. Um, so I'm a little bit at the whims of, excuse me, a little at the whims of others. But it's worked in some ways, I don't know if that's the right or wrong thing to say, but I don't know. I'm just not the kind of person that's like coordinating everything. I just can't um, do that well. Also, it takes the kind of person who's like thinking in the future. I'm always like thinking in the past or the or being so present that like the time goes by. I, you know, but I can change because things change. All right, here's our first question. Hi, Angelica. Uh, What's going on? This is Allie from Brooklyn. I am loving the pod and I I really like, I just, um, I feel like you've got a lot of wisdom and I really appreciate the way you sort of like free associate with things. And so I would like for you to um, shed some light on rejection and self-doubt. I know this is not really a question, but I, I've i been um, kind of having a hard week and just feeling a lot of waves of 
rejection and not even rejection just from outside of outside of me it's a lot of like self like I'm rejecting myself before I even start things and there's just a lot of self-doubt coming up and I I'm curious to know kind of how you um combat or uh experience and and help yourself through waves of self-doubt and rejection um so yeah I would love to hear your thoughts and I hope this voice note wasn't too long, but um, I hope it helps other people. Thanks. Oh my gosh. Hi. Thank you so much for listening and for this message. Yeah. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't play it until just now because I, I wanted my response to just be natural. So I save all the calls and then I can just drop them in and it looks like a little sound wave, but I can't. I don't know what it says, so I'm processing this right now with you. Um, you know, rejection is so painful, and it is, like, I always think, like, even animals and little kids get jealous and don't like being rejected. Like, even even nature itself is, is possessive sometimes and wants to win <laughs> and sometimes repressing that truth is what makes it more painful you know like judging ourselves when we do feel rejected or making the rejection even more of a rejection by like rejecting the fact that we're hurt <laughs> by rejection you know I guess what I'm saying is like judgment and shame is what makes it hurt more. Something I really, that really helps me. I don't know where it came from. Or actually, it was during the pandemic. I started, sort of started thinking this way. Um, but I started to be like, really, I'm like, all right, so I'm in pain. Or I didn't get this thing I wanted. Or I, you know, it's not working out with this person or this apartment or whatever. And I just, one day... I remember being like, what if I'm just like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. I'm so sorry that didn't work out to my own self instead of being like, wow, you stupid moron idiot. You deserved it, you know, because this world is so brutal that I just figure like if we can be really loving, unconditionally kind to ourselves during this brutal experience, um, sometimes brutal experience and sometimes obviously not but when it's really bad it's really bad I think the way that we engage within ourselves is like really the key you know and I've been there so many times and I will be again where you're just kind of like oh this person's really proving something that I already know which is that I suck and I think everyone feels that way um, especially like when they're little and then it comes up again and again I also think that, like, yeah, judging it makes it worse. And I, I also think that, like, that thing you said about judging yourself before you can even start is, is so incredibly common. I think every person does that. And getting up again and again to do whatever it is that you're trying to do 
participating at all, you're always going to have rejection. And it sucks. And every time you're rejected, which I've been, I've been professionally rejected, romantically, friends, you know, every in every way. I think that every single time, even though I don't notice it then, there is some kind of information that I gather. But I'm not saying that I that it's worth it. <laughs> or that, you know, it's like not a big deal because it, it, it is extremely painful. Um, I also think like, you know, self-doubt is, there, there's a healthy amount of self-doubt. And that, and that sometimes is the kind of doubt that says like, um, should I really send this text or do I really deserve to have like three pieces of this before someone else even has one? Like that is a little bit of doubt, you know, like sometimes our conscience can even feel like self-doubt. But sometimes it, go, it goes crazy where you go like, I deserve nothing. So it's this very black and white thinking that we're all subject to at all times. It's like trying to find something in the middle, you know, where you don't, it's not fair to reject ourselves before we even given it, give ourselves a chance. But I'm going to be honest, when you put yourself out there a lot with vulnerable, real work that you really dig, or you put yourself out there a lot on dates and you like who you are. I mean, you've done whatever, you've looked inward and all that shit. And you're just like, I know who I am. And I, I, gen, I generally like this person who I am. And then that gets rejected. That's what really, really hurts. Because when you already don't like yourself and you're not trying at all or you're doing a job that you hate and you get rejected, you're like, okay, well, um, of course I deserve this. And you stay in like that victim mentality. It almost like continuously is a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're not doing things that you want and you're not, you're not, you're not like, you know, I guess engaging with life in an honest way. But when you are and you get rejected, I mean, that's the experience that I have had that fucking sucks. But the relationship that you develop with yourself in which you can start to be kind to yourself during it and um, respect yourself. Like I treat myself with such respect and dignity. Even if I'm doing things that I know are coping mechanisms like cooking too much and eating it and like not doing my morning stuff and like not, you know, going for a run or like any of the things that clear my head. Even when I'm not, even when I am fully dissociating from what I need to do, need, I don't even like that word, what, what would help me, I still respect myself. I'm like, I understand. It's okay. Because if I don't treat myself like that, I honestly don't know who will. And that's what I want. So like, at least in this relationship that I'm in with myself, I'm going to give myself that, you know? I also want to say that like, we live in a time where you literally see people doing things that you do and becoming extremely successful and you see the metrics of their success right in front of your eyes and it's constantly scrolled in front of you and that does affect you. There's no way that it wouldn't. So 
just know that that is a huge part of what's going on. Sometimes I like to think of things like I do this thing in my head. There's two things that I do. I do these two games in my head. One of them is like I call them desert island decision. So I think to myself, what would I do if there was literally no one around me? Would I want to eat this? Would I want to wear this? Would I want to say this? Would I want to be with this person? Would I want to sing this song? Would I want to say this thing? Like, like, is it really coming from me? You know? Or like, what would I, what would I do if no one cared? Because ultimately, as you get older, you see like, like people can have an opinion for like one second and then they're just back to themselves. Everybody is the own main character and their own thing. So maybe run it through that test, whatever you would like to do, like desert island vibe. If I was on a desert island, would I want to just create this just to do it because it feels good? That's like what this show is. This show, this show, it come, it's really coming from a place of like, I, I like it. I, it feels good. So it's a, it's like a desert island kind of show, you know? So that's the first game I do. And the second game I do is sometimes I'll see a stranger like on the subway or on on the on a bench in the park and I'll I'll think of them I'll look at them and I think of them as having every single thought that it's going on with me like when what apartment am I going to get next what's the next job what happened with this guy am I going to like this person are they going to be like like what you know where am I going to what what's all going on how am I going to make money why hasn't happened it yet like I do so much more work like how much more can I possibly do like is this not even right for me should I just change completely like you know all that I look at a person and imagine them thinking all of it and I look at them and I'm like so then what would you say to them and the answer I always have is like oh my god they like it's really not a big deal and you're so you're so gonna be okay and like you're so beautiful actually because like everyone is you know in their own way I I love depersonalizing myself from my problems it really helps me like where I end and then my anxiety begins that's something that I really work on it's like so this is me and then this is my anxiety but it's, it's not of course it feels like it's taking me over like lately I definitely having more anxiety than I typically do um just like nervous energy you know so I I really have to depersonalize myself from it and I think that also works with thoughts of self-doubt where you're just like okay that's a thought but it's not my whole identity and personality it's just like a thought coming up you know but doing anything in this life at all is gonna is well there will always be rejection and there's always gonna be opinion you know and um but I again I I really 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 you know it's not lost on me that people get up every single day and continuously vulnerably try whatever they're doing and it's not met with the 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 world is not always reflecting back what they feel they are releasing and that is such a universal experience in so many ways like every person you see if you look at them just know they probably have some kind of like little brand they're trying to build or like some vision or like you know they see themselves as someone with like you know a PhD or something they see themselves this way and then they have to get to it 
And there is always imposter syndrome going on where it's like, I think our brains do imposter syndrome because of honestly, like things are hard to do. Don't get me wrong. But I've had experiences where I've, you know, gotten things that I really wanted. And there's a classically as every E! True Hollywood story shows you, like it really doesn't solve the kind of, um, it doesn't scratch the itch that we're all trying to itch. So I think during the process of whatever you're trying to release, if you can be loving to yourself and be your own friend and have your own back, I think of myself sometimes <laughs> as like my own daughter. Like I'm like, okay, you will you you like I'm going to treat you exactly how I would treat somebody who who I was responsible for because I am, you know? And sometimes that's annoying because there's shit that I want to do that I that I'm like, well, this is going to suck for me later. So it's not really worth it. And then other times I'm like, oh, it's absolutely worth it. Who cares? So I hope that helped. There's always, always a little bit of insecurity. You're never going to feel ready. No one's ever been ready for anything in their whole life. Everyone always wished they had more time. Every single person who's ever done anything. There's never a right time. One day can change your life. One phone call, meeting one person, looking into the eyes of one person, doing one thing can change things. Like, that's how everything happens. Sometimes I think about everyone walking around who's like younger, or excuse me, older than like 15 years old I'd say maybe 20 years old however long dating apps have existed where people met on the internet so let's say it's 20 years I don't know um everyone older than that exists because two people just saw each other at some point and were like something happened right like that just kept happening over and over and over but now because of all the options and all the swiping and like all of the times that we see everyone else's narrative played out it can seem so impossible but really it's like it only just takes like the right timing and the right oh wow I just got scared because of my own shadow in my wall I thought it was behind me but um (laughs) anxiety told you um yeah it just takes one it takes one thing to go right but I really respect the um the you know I'm, I'm not one of those people that's like because of my own how do I say this I know things are hard I know it's not easy I know you know how many deaths and rebirths I have you know how many restarts I've had it's like comical <laughs> I I am always evolving and changing and getting up again and I'm just one of those people where things fall all down and then build build back up and I would prefer it not to be but that is how it is so you know within that experience I've built a pretty healthy sense of like how I have to treat myself during it because it's 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 a wild ride you know I didn't meet someone at 24 and that that was my soulmate I didn't like get a career that I really wanted in my early 20s and then like I'm riding that out or I didn't like you know get anything handed to me or 
I don't know, like those stars didn't align in those ways. So, you know, as a result, I feel like kind of like it's like a, a privilege to treat myself with respect as I navigate. Okay, that's the end of the episode, baby. Uh, you know, I, I feel vulnerable about this one. I do. I just listened to it back. I also was like, did I just end that mid-sentence? I, that's, a, that's where I ended the recording, but then I think what happened was I just got into my bed and just <laughs> went to sleep. Um, one more thing, you know, this is a, one more thing that I, as I listened to this back, I wanted to say, um, being, you know, second guessing yourself and stuff, like when you get down about that, it also makes you a more empathetic person to others. Like, so, you know, if you're dealing with anxiety or sadness or whatever, then you meet someone who's dealing with that. And instead of looking at them like an alien or like sort of relating to them, but secretly judging them, you actually have true empathy and connection, which is actually the whole point of everything in my opinion. It's why I do the show. It's um, in everything that I, I make is like connection. That's what I really love. So um, if I didn't have the lows, then if we, if we, didn't, if we didn't have these times of, of second guessing ourselves, we couldn't actually relate to people who do. And that would be so crazy. Oh my God, I was on, <laughs> okay, I'm about to go, but let me just say, one time I was on a date with this guy and he was pointing fingers about everyone and like not acting like he was human. Like it was like, oh, the people do this and he does this and she does this and da 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 And I was just like, wait, what about um, you though? <laughs> that didn't end well. Yeah, empathy is cool because you're like, oh, I get it. I get what you mean. All right, live, laugh, love, and um, leave a review, you know, if you dig this episode because let's be real, your girl was mad vulnerable today. Also, I know I have some listeners in Europe and I will be in Paris, so hit me up. All right, bye. Oh, I'm going in July, so I'll, I'll, I'll be back before then. Oh, my God, bye.